world, and welcome back to the Morning Geekdom Podcast. As always, I am your host, Anthony Matulin, and today I am joined by Rob and Tyler. On today's podcast, we discuss a film celebrating its 50th anniversary, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. From the pen of author Roald Dahl to the motion picture screen comes a most unusual chocolate factory and the mysterious Candyman inside. I'm so glad you could come. This is going to be such an exciting day. Gene Wilder is the mythical Candyman, Willy Wonka, and he's opening his factory gates for five lucky children who find a golden ticket. Our hero, Charlie Bucket, wants his golden chance more than anyone. Open it, Charlie. Let's see that golden ticket. Wouldn't that be fantastic? It's not fair to raise his hope. Never mind. Go on, open it, Charlie. I want to see that gold. Stop it, Dad. I've got the same chance as anybody else, haven't I? Eat your way through the chocolate room. Take a ride on the Burke Howard Wonka Mobile. Float around the bubbly, fizzy lifting room. Sail down the chocolate river on the SS Wonkatania. Step on the Wonkavator and go through the roof. Destination, the scrumdiddly yumptious world of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, rated G. Rob, did you see this movie in the theater? (laughs) That hurts. Holy moly. I did not see it in the theater. I think the first time I saw it, it was on like Fox Channel 5 in like 1985. I'm excited to be back, guys. Yeah. It's been like two months. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to take a little break. You know, reset. Yeah. I'm excited to be back. Sorry I had to come at you like that, Rob, right off the That's bat. That's all right. That's fine. I'll take the old jokes. It's fine. 44 this year. I can live with it. <laughs> all right. Tyler, man, I feel like I haven't seen you in a long time. It's been a while. You you only want to see me when you, you know, need some contributions to the podcast. You've never <laughs> called me to see how I'm doing otherwise. Wow. That's not true. I mean, it's um, true. So you just watched the movie. I would imagine. Uh-huh. Did you watch it with Indy for the first time, or has I, he seen it prior to this? Yeah, uh, it was it was his first time. Yep. And he really liked it. He liked okay. it. I was I th- I thought you know older movie doesn't look as sharp. You know it looks this is an old looking movie. Um, yeah. And I thought that might be a deterrent, but it wasn't at all. And he really liked it, and I was very pleased. And I hadn't myself seen it in fifteen years, maybe 10, 15 years, quite a while. Okay. Um, at least not start to finish, and um, I was glad that I watched it. Nice. It's funny you mentioned that because this movie is a historically bad-looking movie. Mm-hmm. Not the movie itself, but the transfer that they've done to it. So I don't know if they had like poor film quality, and then when they transferred it to 4K. But it, you know, being someone who likes physical media, it constantly gets shit on mm-hmm. because it doesn't look as good as it should. Mm-hmm for as vibrant of the colors and yeah. it's not that old 50 yeah but i mean it's in the 70s it's 50 years old but it came out in 71 mm-hmm. it's not crazy crazy old but yeah for some reason i guess the film the 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 original film just didn't hold up very well interesting <laughs> and I, I i'm always curious on someone like indy's age so like six seven if they can sit and watch a non like animated movie mm-hmm. apparently he can he can yeah he hasn't done a lot of that um but he's like we call him the shark because anytime he went his first two years of life without any tv so like when he saw it initially it was like you know i'm right. glued no matter what it is and now if the if he hears a tv when he, if he's doing something in his room no matter what it is he runs to the tv and he will sit and watch whatever is on tv so that if there's well for, yeah. if there's one thing i'm proud of of this podcast is that you made your son watch Back to the Future and Willy Wonka because of the pod. So I'm I'm happy about that. Yep. (laughs) Rob, your kids have seen this. 
they this was a this was on like pretty high rotation for a while um so my wife does the middle school plays and i think mm-hmm. one okay. year while the kids were young they did this show so not only was like Heidi super excited about it, the kids were super excited about it so we were watching it all the time so yeah Great. But I actually so did on this podcast. I did pull out the DVD um, because it, I guess it's not streaming anywhere. I thought it was, um, right? But yeah, I had to pull out the physical media, the DVD from Man. 2005 or whenever the hell it came out, and um, it's on free form like pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. So if you had cable, I mean, you could watch it that way. I don't know because I don't watch it on there. I don't know if it's edited at all or, or whatnot, but it's. Yeah, I don't think it's streaming on Netflix or anything like that, yeah. but I know that it is on like on demand if you have cable. Yeah. But it was cool because, you know, you forget like the joys of DVDs. That you could watch like behind the scenes stuff, you could see the trailers, you could do all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I mean, uh, low key one of the best parts of, of physical media is like the the commentary. Yeah. You know, if you have time or if if you've seen the movie a bunch of times, like one of my favorite things I've done or i've i've watched probably in the last few years when i watched the home alone um blu-ray and it had commentary of chris columbus and macaulay culkin mm-hmm. just the two of them and oh, it was fantastic because yeah. you know macaulay culkin for a long time was kind of a recluse like you never right. heard from him and so to hear him talk about that movie was pretty interesting <laughs> so on this pod we're not going to mention the johnny depp charlie and the chocolate factory i hope not because i'd rather not it's skeevy yeah, I'd rather not. Tyler, right? Can we make that agreement? We're not going to talk about that. I'm bummed. I had, I had a joke. It might not have landed well, but I was going to say <laughs> last night I thought, we're here to talk about the Johnny Depp version, right? But yeah. Oh. I mean, I've never seen titles. that one, and I'm glad I haven't. So it's funny. That is That came out two, 2008, I think-ish. Mm. That was like the heyday of Depp, mm. right? When yeah. he was at like the peak of being the most famous person probably in the world. Yeah. And everybody had just started getting into his if, if you weren't into him prior to pirates caribbean you started to go back and watch all of his old stuff and everybody was like oh he's the greatest actor ever so when when he got cast in that i mean i was excited too oh, yeah. but i just thought there's no way it can be good though and it's fucking bad yeah i thought it would be good and then it was just so widely panned I, it just not that i always listened to the yeah. to the masses but it just seemed i didn't want it to be sullied you know my willy wonka experiences to be tarnished there's a few reasons i think it's really bad a it's it's very feels cartoony mm. like it doesn't feel practical at all everything feels cg um having one person play all of the oompa loompas was an odd choice to me as well mm. i don't know what depth's doing it's a weird vibe and my biggest problem with it is they give way too much of his backstory. Yeah. Like his dad is in it. You he They show how he found the Oompa Loompas. You find out why he's the way he is um, and why he's like a chocolatier or whatever you want to call it. I don't know if that's the... Right. If I just made up a Information word. that you really don't need to know in order to kind no. of enjoy that movie. Yep. Nope. Yeah. One of the reasons this movie is so great and one of the, I think, reasons Wilder's performance is so great is is he's mysterious yeah yeah you don't know his motives he's a kind of you know he, he they give no backstory uh you don't know if he's like a con man you don't know if he's like bipolar <laughs> you don't know <laughs> if he's just trying to have a good time and i think that's why it hits so hard and i've never cared to know the no. backstory i think i'm so satisfied with what we've been given i've never yeah. wanted to know any more about him 
them. Well, I'm going to ask some questions then. Okay. That's going to be a little bit later. <laughs> All right, so let's do the synopsis real quick. A poor but hopeful boy seeks one of five coveted golden tickets that will send him on a tour of Willy Wonka's mysterious chocolate factory. It's, it's not bad. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Accurate. I don't know that any any other synopsis, certainly none we've we've talked about, have started with a poor but hopeful boy. <laughs> that's pretty good. I think that that's one that's actually decent. Yeah. Has anybody read the book? Nope. Has anybody read, read the, the sixty four? Okay. <clears throat> and. I mean, the book is interesting. It's not as um, I think when you watch this movie, you expect the book to be like a darker kind of thing, like a creepier thing. Um, but it's really it's not. not. If anything, the movie yeah. is way darker than the book is. Yeah, so like Slugworth isn't in the movie or isn't in the book. Right. So that's a that's an added part for the for the movie itself. Yeah, it's not. And I haven't read the sequel. I forget oh, what it's called, but there is a yeah. sequel to this. Um, through the elevator, through the glass, something mm-hmm. like that. So there is a sequel to this, but I've never read. Yeah, it. no, I read this in 1997. Nassau Community College, Children's Literature. <laughs> Still got the book on the shelf. Okay. That was a great class. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds Just like a good Shout out to uh, like that class. A, what, 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 where did that fall into? Is that is that like an English class? Like what, it was, you had to take English that, 101. What, what one, credit did you It was an English that? credit. So you had to take English 101, okay. English 102, and like two English electives. So one was Children's Lit, and then the other one was like Sci-Fi Lit. So yeah, the great classes. Okay. Community College. All right. Ice. Direct, directed by Mel Stewart. <clears throat> I don't know anything else that comes to mind that he's directing. No. no. So his 11-year-old daughter read the book and said, pulled the, the Veruca Salt move and said, hey, you should make this into a movie. And he was like, all right, we'll do that. <laughs> I feel like... So then his... There was... so I, I saw him like, tell that story on like the, the making of thing on the DVD. And it felt yeah. very much like, you know, like that was the heyday of like making movies. Like one of those guys with like a cigar in his mouth and like a scotch, like, hey, we're, we're going to make a movie. <laughs> what did your kid think? What kind of movie are we going to make? <laughs> oh, it's Chocolate Factory. Fuck, let's make this. We're going to make Chocolate Movie. So, yeah. Is that how they sound? Yeah, everyone just kind of grumbles and just. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the scotch. I mean, and Mel the Stewart. So I watched, I mean, you know, I've watched a lot of documentaries about this. I mean, God rest his soul. He was a well-spoken mm-hmm. man. He wasn't like the, uh, didn't appear to be like Hollywood elite, no. you know, big, 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 big man with like a cigar like you're describing. Yeah, he seemed like an all right guy. That was my vision I'm looking for at it. a picture of, I'm looking at his picture on IMDb and the voice that Rob just did matches what I'm looking at. <laughs> so I can hear it. I can see all right. it. Okay. So he had a producing partner who I guess either was affiliated with Quaker Oats or knew somebody affiliated with Quaker Oats. And they said, hey, and I don't, how does a movie, this shit doesn't happen now, but he's like, hey, Quaker Oats, we're going to make this movie. You're going to make, we're going to give you the rights to make chocolate and you're going to pay for us to make the movie. Ah, so yeah, I got, it's gonna I be got an co- idea for you guys. Uh, it's gonna <laughs> make you a lot of money. You got to you do is make a chocolate bar. Right? You got oats, right? It's the same thing as chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just make a movie. See? It's but like it, didn't, it didn't make, it didn't make them any money. No. And then they ended up selling the rights to it two years later. <laughs> Did you hear why? Well, I know that they had problems with production, they problems. and they couldn't get it out by the time the fucking movie Isn't came out. Because <laughs> the idea was they were going to have the bars at the theaters oh. available when the movie came yep. out. That didn't happen. 
So they couldn't come out with the product for, I think, months yeah. after the movie came out. Held on to the rights for two years. The movie didn't do phenomenal by any means. Had a $3 million budget, did $4.5 million. Mm. Has since done what you know much better, obviously, cult classic. Um, but I don't know why it didn't do well. It wasn't like critically panned. So I don't know if it just didn't you know catch like a sweet spot. But anyways, yes, chocolate wasn't ready when the movie came out. So they held on to the rights for a couple of years. Still make Willy Wonka chocolate and yeah, candy yeah. now. Yeah. Still get it. But Nestle owns it, obviously, now. Everlasting so. Gobstoppers. Still get them. Yep. You can. So good. You can get all kinds of shit. I think you can get, like, a, don't, aren't, isn't Willy Wonka the ones that make... Um, Nerds? Nerds, yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Thanks, Tyler. I knew exactly. Yeah. I was going to say uh, runts, but clearly not runts. No. I'm like, the things, you, you have the two different flavors, mm-hmm. you shake it, you open it. Fucking, I don't know what kind of kid likes those. Like, I liked them, but I don't know any adult who's like, yeah, let me get some of those. <laughs> not anymore. But they're, they're like they, warheads, they, right? They come up in the Halloween candy, you know. There's, you still get some nerds, and I'll, I'll sneak a box once a year. And then how does your mouth taste after it? Or how's your mouth feel after it? Yeah, not good. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it like burns a hole, even though they're not sour. They're so fucking like intense. It's just, you know, crunching sugar. Yep. You just shake it up though, right? You shake it every time? Give it a little shake? And then hold on. Do you pour it or do you pour it in your mouth? Hand or mouth? No, man. I do little bits into like the little center of the palm of my hand. Do you really? I yeah. I was going to say, I know Rob pounds Oh, Jesus, I cracked the thing open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both at once, yeah. right? Yes, that's no, how you mix it. Yeah. You, your body mixes it for you. <laughs> you got all the mixing you need right here. <laughs> you drink a beer at the same time? <laughs> you chase the nerds with a Guinness? Yes. <laughs> Cleanse the palate? Oh, man. All right. Uh Ninety percent critics, Rotten mm-hmm. Tomatoes. Eighty-seven percent audience. Okay. I feel like I, I'm I'm surprised that it's that high for critics and that low for audience. Not that mm-hmm. I mean it's a three percent difference, but I would assume something like this would be kind of flip flopped. But I get it. But just you know, feels a little bit different. Yeah, I mean it's <clears throat> like again because I got it fresh in my head. There, there there's a yeah. certain oddness to the movie. It's not like oh my god. It, I mean, it's a classic. Clearly, it's a classic for us. But is it like yeah. a tremendously well made movie? Like not particularly. There, you know, there wasn't that yeah. much money in it, and the acting is lovely. But it's certainly not like groundbreaking. But you know, I feel like and and I was going to talk about it in a little bit, but we can just do it now. I feel like it's kind of two movies. The movie is is great the first half but you know you get gene wilder at that like 40 minute mm. mark 41 minute mark and then the movie's amazing yeah to me it's I agree. so that first half hour or the 40 minutes or whatever it is it's funny every time i watch that movie i never seem to actually watch it from the beginning like i remember the opening sure. credits and i remember kind of like the whole thing with like happening in the background and Candyman and and all that stuff but, like, the whole sequence with, like, the mother and him, like, stopping by as she's, yeah. like, work, like, that just voids out of my head every time, like, <laughs> I think about this movie. In my head, it's, like, opening credits, he finds the chocolate bar, he deals with the dickish teacher, <laughs> and then, like, they're in the factory. So, it's, like... I get that. Yeah. So, it's just, it's a weird... It's always a weird... It always sits weirdly with me whenever I see it. I completely get that. Completely. But I... Th- 
the thing that lends itself to this movie is it has like an hour, 20 minute runtime somewhere around there, I think. So the movie feels, I don't think it doesn't matter at what point you pick it up. It feels like a very fast, well-paced movie. Yeah. Like you don't have to remember the the first 40 minutes, but I don't feel like it's slow. Yeah. Those 40 minutes. Cause you're getting inter- introduced to all the characters. You're meeting all of them. You have this creepy ass Slugworth. Nice. You know, so I, I feel like it, it, I feel like it's still paced well. Mm-hmm. All right, so before we get into our normal categories, I want to ask you guys a question before we, we – and I just want you to kind of keep it – just think about it, and we'll get back to it. Okay. We'll come back to it. What do you think, Tyler – and then I'll ask Rob the same question. What do you think Willy Wonka's actual plan was? What do you think his motives are in this movie? The question makes and just, me th- – just think, just think about it. Okay, okay. You don't have to answer it right now. We're going to come to it towards the end of the pod, but I want you to just think about it the whole time. Okay. Rob, same thing. Okay. I'm ready. What are his motives? What is his plan? Got it. Is it as simple as we see his plan? It's it's cut and dry. Or does he have some other things going on? I'm I'm excited to hear your theories. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there is one theory online that he's actually killing the kids Uh, and putting the kids in the chocolate. This makes the chocolate so good. That's not... That's not I, – I don't subscribe to that he's a murderer. No, no. It's just not. It's too bad. I don't do it. <laughs> well, it's a different movie. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> but I, I don't I don't want to think of it that way. Okay. All right, so let's get into these scenes. As I just said, for me, the movie is two different movies almost, and it picks up when Wilder comes in at that, like, 40-minute mark. Mm-hmm. So all of my scenes except for one are at that mark and after. Nice. Okay. All right, so the first scene I have is Charlie finds the last golden ticket. Hey, you found it! You got the last golden ticket! The kids found the last golden ticket! It really is gold! Come here, Stand back there! Leave the boy alone! Don't you kill him! Leave him alone! Break it up! Over here, show it over here! Come on, Charlie! Hold on to that ticket! Run for it, Charlie! Run straight home and don't stop till you get there! I just remember as a child watching it and it it is so embedded in my mind now that anytime i open still like <laughs> any kind of chocolate that has a foil it brings me back to that moment yeah every single time still like you open a hershey's bar right say you're making s'mores or whatever and it's got the silver but you always open it just a little i still open it just a tad i don't know why it's like subconscious i think that there's going to be a little bit of gold <laughs> So I love that scene for that reason. That scene what is I, high stress. Yeah. Super high stress. And I, Rob, I just realized last night watching it, and I've watched this movie. I watch it. It's it's my top three movies of all time. I watch it every year. And I've seen it, I don't even know how many times, just on TV scenes. Right. I've never actually heard until last night someone yells, you'll kill him. <laughs> like some one of the adults yell, because I think they're surrounding Charlie so much, and they're not saying kill him, but they're saying you you're going to kill him. Yeah. You'll kill mm-hmm. him. I rewound it like twice last night <laughs> to make sure I heard that correctly. Yeah, because those adults are around him. Oh my god, it's not realistic. They would have taken it from oh. him. But <laughs> you actually hear one of them yell, "You'll kill him." Yeah, poor Charlie. And so I'm with Rob. It's high oh stress, man. Oh my god, it's like the crowd all of a sudden shows up. And then the, everyone's on him. And there's a scene that, like, they're pulling on him. And the kid's just yeah. like, hey. Yeah. 
it. Like his face is like thrilled. Like, look, people like me, and they're about to destroy him. <laughs> and then weirdo yeah, gets kill in there, him. and they're about just to like, kill him. Charlie, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Yeah, his boss, uh, yeah. right? The paper, the paper boss. <laughs> to run home quick. So that scene ends where you actually finally meet Slugworth mm-hmm. and you hear his voice. Look, I'm gonna put it down right now on paper. On uh, it's 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 going to be documented. Has there ever been a creepier motherfucker than Slugworth? Not many. It's a creepy dude. Like his face creeps me. He's got like the scar. You can't. Pre-podcast, we talked about you can't trust anybody with a neck tattoo. <laughs> and I, I said that's not true. You can't trust anybody with a face scar. You can't trust anybody. In this day and age, take care of it. You can't trust anybody who thumbs up the thumb right next to their face. With like, <laughs> and like that was the big reveal at the end. Like, no, he's a good guy. Yeah. Look at him. He's like, ah. And like, yeah, no, he'll chew your face off. Tyler, he reminds me of the cab driver in Home Alone 2. Wow. <laughs> Not as like disfigured, but as creepy. It's creepiness. Um, the creepiness he, factor is high with Slugworth. He also reminds me, Rob, of dude in Raiders of the Lost Ark that has the thing oh, burned oh, into his hand. Bot. As a child, <laughs> I thought that was the same pre- the same person. Yeah. Yep, fair. Pre-internet, pre-IMDb, mm-hmm. 10-year-old Anthony was like, that's the dude trying to kill <laughs> Indiana Jones and rape Ravenwood. Raven, uh, Ravenwood. Yep. I still might be convinced it might be the same. Might be. <laughs> They're both dead, uh, right? You, you know what's great about that is I haven't thir- <laughs> thought of the word thought. I think since we did that podcast, that mm-hmm. made me really happy. That's a great podcast. Yes, early, early. Thoughts. All right. So second scene, and <clears throat> I'm not going to say it's my favorite scene, but it's up there, is the introduction to Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. Well, well, Charlie Bucket. I read all about you in the papers. I'm so happy for you. And who is this gentleman? My grandfather, Grandpa Joe. Delighted to meet you, sir. Overjoyed, enraptured, entranced. Are we ready? Yes. Good. In we go. Right, because you don't know what to expect. I guess you do, because it's in the trailer a little bit. But you don't know who he is yet. You don't know what he's going to sound like. You don't know anything. Obviously, you know who Gene Wilder is, but you don't know if that's going to be who he is. So I don't know if either of you actually read anything about why Gene Wilder wanted him, Willy Wonka, to come out with a limp and then do a somersault. Uh, so that was his his caveat to taking the role. He mm. said, I'll do it, but I have to have this. This wasn't in the script. He's like, I have to do it. Mm. And the reason that he wanted to do that is because he wanted everybody from that point on to not understand if he was a con man oh. and if everything he was doing was a lie. So right from the beginning, he wanted them to he wanted to place that doubt in everybody's mind of like, okay, is is can I take him serious? Is anything he's doing like what are his motives? Okay, and he plays it that way the whole movie, I think. Yeah. What's also funny about that, but I think <clears throat> it's genius. They had interviewed the um, I, I saw an interview with Gene Wilder. I forget where the hell it was, <clears throat> and he went yeah. into that whole story. But he said that he's like, well, the producer was just kind of like, oh. Is that all it's going to take to get you to do the role? And he's like, yes, of course. And then he's like, oh, well, whatever. Like, <laughs> knock yourself out. Like, there was no thought from, like, the <laughs> filmmakers themselves to what this whole thing yeah. was. Like, the meaning of it, the significance of it, anything, which kind of, like, again, brings this, which we will talk about later, whose movie this actually yeah. is. When you – we can go off on a little tangent on Gene Wilder right now. 
have you ever seen like a nicer man during interviews oh, than Gene Wilder, no. like in his like later in yeah. life? You know, when he's in the twilight of his life, he just seems like the nicest old yeah. man. Yeah. Very sweet, very soft spoken. Yeah, and for him to be such a comedic genius, and then just to be so, he doesn't come off. You know, a lot of times comedians will come off a little presumptuous, maybe a mm-hmm. little. I don't know. Not presumptuous is probably not the right word, but you you understand what I'm saying. They mm-hmm. come off as. Maybe dickish. socially awkward yeah. sometimes, dickish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't come off as any of that. Yeah, just seems like a sweet man. Yeah. All right. Uh, next scene, and this is going to be my favorite scene, but you know, we'll still talk about it, is the pure imagination scene. Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Take a look and you'll see into your imagination. Uh, I've, that's one of my favorite songs of all time. Obviously, that was the song that started the podcast for the for a number of years. Um, I will randomly just watch that scene on YouTube. I think the colors are beautiful. The song is beautiful. The acting is amazing. Uh, what I did find interesting watching some of the documentaries about the movie is the first time the because that that's built to scale, yeah. that is that is a real sound stage. Yep. It has the river running in it. Uh, when the doors open to the chocolate factory or that room, the chocolate room, and the cast see it for the first time, that's actually the first time they saw it. Oh, cool! So that's the kids' real reaction. That's neat. I didn't know that. And I think that's why this, you know, I said at the beginning, Tyler, why I think the Johnny Depp version doesn't play as well because. It doesn't. That's all CGI yeah, in the right. new movie, where this is all real. Right. And I don't know any of us. I mean, I can speak for myself, but I would imagine every kid of our age, or even now, when they watch the movie for the first time, everybody wants to be in that situation. For sure. Yeah. You're thinking about like what the what candy would I eat first? Right. Like, is it really, is it really all real? And and Gene Wilder in the same interview, I think that that Rob mentioned where he said about the the doing the somersault said kids would still come up to him and he said every i think he said like every five years a new batch come up <laughs> he said they'd see him on the street and they they'd come up and they would ask him that's the one question they would ask him is was all of that real oh, okay and then specifically the cup that he yeah, drinks yeah. out of Ew. was that real and he said it was made of wax Gross. and he had to you know spit it out every time but yeah that's the the one question i think as a child that's probably what i would have asked yeah for sure. But again, it, go, right, it goes back more. to the sweetness of Gene Wilder that like it's not the, the kids are excited. He is excited to kind of have the kids speak yeah. to him. I, it's just a very sweet thing for him to do. Mm-hmm. It's funny because would you. And maybe, you know, we should talk about this later, but we'll just do it now. As a child, after you watch this movie, would you feel comfortable enough to go up to Gene Wilder? No. Like knowing he's Willy Wonka and seeing like, do you think of him as the Gene Wilder or the Willy Wonka that was nice to Veruca Salt and how he treated them? Or do you think of him as the way he treated Charlie? Do you see what I'm saying? Like he's, again, he's not super nice to all the kids. I I think I view it as I behaved more. I'm not that I was a super well-behaved kid, but I was more like Charlie than I was the other shit birds. (laughs) So I think, the way he treated Charlie, which was <laughs> respectfully and kindly. And so put it, I never, I think I would have gone up to him. And I think it, I certainly would have been, would not have been 
afraid that he might yeah that he was this asshole because he was you know, he watched with joy as these other kids you know met their dooms <laughs> um because of how they were so he he was like okay with that because they were breaking the rules they were shithead kids so i think that yeah no, he, he was he would have been fine to to approach to me as a kid so i think it's really more about how you view yourself right yeah like what kind of kid am i what's he gonna do mm-hmm. to me yeah right <laughs> okay i think that's fair yeah it's completely fair all right a couple more here so the next scene is the the wonkatania which is the boat oh, scene. nice that's what they that's what they call the boat is it raining? Is it snowing? Is a hurricane a blowing? <laughs> Not a speck of light is showing, so the danger must be growing. Are the fires of hell a glowing? Is the grizzly reaper mowing? Yes! The danger must be growing, for the rowers keep on rowing! And they're certainly not showing any signs that they are slowing. Uh, again, I'm just going to speak. That that left a uh, a little bit of a, a PTSD, a little bit of a scar on me as a child. It's fucking scary, it's the man. Dude's yeah. chicken's heads gets cut off in the middle of this thing. Like that's pretty dark for a children's movie. <laughs> chickens get heads cut off. Uh, there's like bugs all over the place. Yeah. Wilder is going from zero to a hundred like real manic, <laughs> real fast. It's his voice that gets this me. This is a G-rated mm-hmm. movie. Oh wow! <laughs> what is this? It, a freak out? <laughs> the funniest line of the movie. <laughs> yeah, is there a more '70s line yeah. than that? Right. Um. So yeah, that that to me would be the is the moment of the movie the pin like the, the point where you don't know if he's mad or not yeah because there are the moments when like augustus is getting sucked up and he, you know he makes little snide remarks yeah. <laughs> you know wonka does but he doesn't seem mad no. right. he seems mad at that point he does this great thing as he's like the, he's the kids going up the pipe the mother is freaking out and he's like eating something <laughs> and he's like gesturing with the food as he's explaining whatever is happening it's just yeah. a great little subtle moment but funny his subtlety in this movie is some of my favorite stuff in the movie yeah yeah you know some of the he has some of the best lines i think at that point his line he says something about all the kids are talking about like oh my god what's gonna happen is he gonna make it through is he gonna get pushed through the pipe and you like you said he's he's eating and he says something to the effect of like the suspense is terrible i hope it lasts yeah Uh, and then you know she says something like that's impossible that would never happen that goes to the you know whatever room uh, that doesn't go to this room the marshmallow room it's going to the fudge room yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I I love it Um, next scene is the invention room invention my dear friends is 93% perspiration 6% electricity 4% evaporation and 2% butterscotch ripple that's 105% any good? Excuse me. Again, it's it's the the quintessential like what you think of for Gene Wilder is, you know, they're putting the coat. He's putting the coat in the in the candy because it's too 
too cold and you know you have the uh, the everlasting gobstopper and you have violet turning into you know a big blueberry so again as a kid you're just looking at all that stuff and you're thinking like i know i mm-hmm. was like is that how candy's made <laughs> like am i eating candy that has a shoe in it <laughs> i just think it's super creative um the wonka vision room the big ass tv room it's television uh it's wonka now i suppose you all know how ordinary you photograph something. Sure, I do. You photograph something, then the photographs are split up into millions of tiny pieces, and they go whizzing through the air down to your TV set where they're all put together again in the right order. You should open your mouth a little wider when you speak. I mean, these are like pretty cutting-edge special yeah. effects in the With 70s. the world's weirdest goggles. <laughs> and the outfit, like the all-white nice. outfits. Yeah. And low-key, one of my favorite parts of the whole movie is when my TV is little and they're like, take him to the, ta- the, the taffy stretching room. <laughs> yep. And you hear the, the little uh, Oompa Loompa goes up to him and they have like a conversation you can't hear. <laughs> yeah. And Willy Wonka just says, ah, of course I won't hold you responsible. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's amazing. That kid was... Uh, last scene is... No, uh, I was about to get on the soapbox of like, that kid was the biggest dick. But I'm sure there will be some debates of which is the biggest dick. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I did read that in real life, that kid was the worst one to watch. Oh, oh, yeah. That's surprised. And I got to imagine, again, we all talked about how how sweet Gene Wilder appeared to be. If he's going to say a kid was a yeah. dick, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's got to be a dick. <laughs> uh, um, and the last scene that I have here is um, the confrontation at the end. Why not? Because he broke the rules. What rules? We didn't see any rules, did we, Charlie? Wrong, sir. Wrong. Under Section 37B of the contract signed by him, it states quite clearly that all offers shall become null and void if, and you can read it for yourself in this photostatic copy, I, the undersigned, shall forfeit all rights, privileges, and licenses herein and herein contained, etc., etc., facts, mentis, incendium, gloria, calpum, etc., etc., memo, bis, punitor, delicatum. It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. You stole fizzy lifting drinks. You bumped into the ceiling, which now has to be washed and sterilized, so you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Right. It gives you, to me, one of the best, you know, memes or soundbite, you know, you lose. Good day, sir, mm-hmm. is one of my favorite things ever. And again, he go. you don't see that side of him through the whole movie. You see him where he seems to be crazy. You see him very happy. You don't see him actually angry until the end. And watching some of the uh, behind the scenes, you know, Wilder said that was one of the harder scenes for him to film because he fucking let that, he let little Charlie Bucket have it. And he didn't want to tell him before, like, hey, I'm going to, you know, go pretty hard on you. He wanted to get that actual, he he said he didn't want to rob the little boy of giving the performance. So he didn't want to warn him that he was going to go that hard. I think that's, it's a, it's a great scene. Tyler, do you have any you'd like to add? Uh, None to add. No, I think my two favorites um, are Charlie finding the golden ticket. Um, That's such a, just a thrilling underdog moment. I feel so good for him. Um, This poor little boy in so many, you know, so many senses of the word has to watch all these entitled brats celebrate on tv uh and he gets what he's been longing for and it's just this even though the crowd is mobbing him i just every time i feel so just so much joy um that he gets to to go to the factory so that's one um and then the uh 
the tunnel scene, you know, where, where they're on the boat. That's just unforgettable, and it scared the shit out of me for a long time. It's still pretty unsettling, but in a in a good way now. Um, the way that he, his voice picks up steam, is yeah. is outstanding. How did uh how did Indy react to that? I thought he might get freaked out. Um, if he did, he didn't mention it. So okay. Yeah. Bobby, you have any you want to add? No, I'm <clears throat> I'm gonna go like double down on that final te- I call it like the final test scene when he yep. does the good day sir because there's a so if you think about Willy Wonka through the whole movie he's like you know he's not shitty but he certainly has kind of like a shitty attitude and there's like scenes that he's kind of happy in and <laughs> content in and the angry but that's really the only scene where he is like overjoyed happy and like excited. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's the only time that his excitement meets what the kids' excitement was. So true, yeah. there's yeah. like a little piece of me that like that's the genuine potentially anyway. That's the genuine Willy Wonka you're finally getting to see after all the layers are kind yeah. of out there. So I always I enjoy that scene even though it's like pretty dark and pretty depressing. It is a it's a great scene. But of course the ferry ride. Of course them walking into the factory. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's the scene that I always go yeah. back to. So just keep that in mind, Rob. When the, from the question I asked you at the beginning, what are his yeah. motives? Keep that in mind. What you just said about how excited yeah. he was. Uh, yeah, my, mine is pure imagination. That scene again for me is just—it's one of my favorite scenes in any movie ever. And I'm not saying it's the best scene of any movie I've ever seen, but it, it left the biggest imprint on me as a child that has still. That is, that is pushed through in any movie I've watched. I always compare a lot of things to that. It's a good one. All right. So let's just jump right in to a category that I, I – a question I have just for this. And it's essentially which parent-kid combo is the worst. Oh, I got it. So I can go over the parents and the kids real quick just so you know just for the listeners so you have augustus gloop and his mom you have veruca salt and her father violet beauregard and her father mike tv and his mom charlie bucket and fucking grandpa joe (laughs) who we're gonna get to by the way (laughs) i don't want to i don't want to go hammer on grandpa joe right off the fucking right on the jump of this podcast tyler who is the worst parent child combo Man, and I, had, I wasn't thinking about it as uh, as a combo. Mike TV is hands down my least favorite. He, they might Veruca might be worse. I hate Mike so much. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm inclined <laughs> to give it to to he and his mom. His, mom, his mom's not the worst. She's though, not. Right? She's not at all. She might be the least terrible of the parents. Maybe Augustus's mom is. Uh, yeah, I think Augustus. Yeah, she's mom very is the least very benign. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's the least aggressive for sure. duo for sure. Veruca seems the most in your face with her arrogance and yeah. entitlement, but um, I'm giving it to Mike and his mom. Mike, Mike's Gotta mom, yeah. poor lady. This is just this is a case study in terrible parenting. <laughs> of course, it's not the like art imitating life. You know, this isn't the kid's fault as much as it's the parent's fault. Um, but I hate yeah. that kid, so I'm giving it to them. From Arizona, right? No, it's Aren't they from Arizona? Maybe they're Arizona. I forget. Yeah. All right. Rob, what do you got? I'm going the Beauregards because it's like mm-hmm. they're both levels of asshole. So like it yeah. the as I struggle with this one because, you know, you want to kind of give it to Veruca Salt. Um mm-hmm. right. but Mr. Salt 
although an enabler, it seems like a sweet guy. Like, he just really kind of wants yeah. to make his kid either shut up or happy. But <laughs> uh, Mr. Beauregard <laughs> is kind of a dick in his own right. And mm. she's just kind of an asshole. So it's like their their personalities as a whole is relatively negative. Like, Mike TV is like the biggest dick of the bunch. Um, but his mother is, like you said, benign. And Augustus Gloop barely exists. So I don't know. I think I, I'm going with the Beauregards. Like that, you know. Ugh. There's a scene when she's getting interviewed, <laughs> and I, th- I guess she just kind of like, you know, she just found the ticket, and like the father gets in there is like trying to sell shit to the people like on TV, and then yeah. she's just like, oh my god, I did this, and like my good friend like shithead McGee over here, like blood and blood, just like hi, yeah. honey, like it just felt like <laughs> you're just a dick. Farouk assaults a dick, but wasn't like pushing it on people. She wasn't like, oh my God, look at this. Yeah. So anyway. Violet also like cuts her dad off at some point during that interview and is like, can it, dad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's It's got to be them, the yeah. Beauregards. And I'm with you, Rob. So Veruca sucks, <laughs> right? But I think she's like the best character out of the kids yeah. and the best acted. Mm-hmm. But she's so absorbed with her herself. Mm-hmm. Violet, it seems like a terrible person. Yeah. Like you said, she's talking shit to her friend. Yeah. Um, she treats her dad like shit. Her dad has maybe the worst combo job ever. He's a sale, car salesman, and they say he's in yes. politics. <laughs> so, like, you you can't be trusted. He just seems like a shyster. Yeah. Like you said, the, the gloops, they seem yeah. fine, man. Hang out with the gloops. Have a beer with her. And, and Mike TV is definitely the most aggressive, like, little mm-hmm. shithead. And is probably going to be like a psychopath. <laughs> but his mom is like, you know, his mom's not yeah. terrible yeah. at all. Um, and like like you said, Rob, Veruca Salt's dad, Mr. Salt, seems like a solid guy, man. He's just trying to, to the detriment of his kid, he's just trying to make the kid right. happy. Right. And there's like, I don't know if it's, his, if it's her mother or like just somebody that works at that yeah, sweatshop that he runs. But she's just like, I don't know. You're going to make this girl happy. You're not going to make her happy yet. Like, what a dick. Like, leave him alone. He's trying the best he can. Yeah, she's like, you're going to be very unpopular around here. As she's, like, knitting. Yeah, man. It's got it's got to be uh, Violet and her dad. I can't gotta argue be. with that, yeah. And then he's just, like, throwing shade about the, the contract you got to yeah. sign. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, contracts down, are for guy. suckers. And he's like, I, I use, yeah, he's like, I know about contracts. <laughs> They're for suckers. Uh, but if Charlie wasn't such a winner, that sack of shit Grandpa uh, Joe <laughs> almost pushed him over the top. Working the average. But we'll get in. Yeah, exactly. We'll get into it in a little bit. All right. So what the fuck moment? It's it's just it's got to be Wonka's boat ride. I don't know that there is any other moment. It's got to be that. Watching it again, it could be when they're trying to stomp, you know, they're trying to to stomp little Charlie to death. <laughs> they're going to, it looks like a, a scene from, you know, Day of the Dead or something. Um, But it's got to be Wonka's boat ride. Because I think every kid, when you've watched it, is like, what is going on? Tyler, Rob, you guys got anything else? To me, I think I had, this is probably the third or fourth Gene Wilder movie I'd seen in my life. I'd seen Young Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. I think I'd seen um, Stir Crazy, too. But before I saw this, so I I was used to very animated, lively Gene Wilder and seeing him walk out with the cane and the hitch in right. the step, and that I remember thinking, what what's going on? I, you know, Gene, you spoke to his genius in wanting this bit in 
um, in order to do the movie, it threw me in a big way. So I think I remember feeling back then, what's this? This isn't what I want him to be like. And then he did yeah. the, the little spill and, and the tumble. And um, so that was, that was mine. I, I got, I'm, I'm, I'm like on Mr. Salt and the sweatshop. <laughs> Because, like, it's – can you imagine – like, here is a company that's, like, running to make money. Like, I think he, like, peels, like, peanuts. Like, that's the job that Mr. Salt does. So he yeah. shuts down the department. He puts everybody on overtime. Have them do, like, right. overnight shifts to find this bitch a yep. um, a ticket. Well, calm down to child. <laughs> this aggressive young lady a ticket. And yeah. it just, the whole scene just rubs me the wrong way because they're like, right, these people are like right on top of each other. The box is just coming in. They're ripping open the chocolate. Where does the chocolate go? Like, is the chocolate going yeah. back to somebody or are they just throwing it away? So, like, that scene always sits weird with me. Um, but okay. the uh, the other one that really kind of sits weird is they're, you know, they kind of do these little vignettes as the uh, the tickets are being found. And one of the yeah. vignettes is a FBI agent and a wife <laughs> and they like play it really dry and very kind of like oh my god your husband's gonna die lady you know they only want one thing yeah. and she's like anything they want your box of chocolates and she's like i'm like well can i think about it it's like that's like weird <laughs> shits like that's like there's i don't know that was, that was a what the fuck moment <laughs> it's for harold right isn't that isn't that the, the husband's yeah, name it's harold mrs curtis is her name <laughs> And then the only other one, not to like, I don't want it because I'm sure Grandpa Joe's going to get a whole thing, but I didn't notice this line yeah, oh yeah. until this last watch Um, that it, it was something like, oh, well, Grandpa Joe, you haven't gotten out of that bed in 20 years. And he said something to the tune of like, well, if the floor wasn't so cold, it was like, fuck you. Like you have slippers. So, like, the only reason why you're not getting out of bed is because the floor is cold. So, I don't know. That one sat with me weird, too. So, those are my my various what-the-fuck moments. You know what? Let's just get into it right now. I'm going to make my case why Grandpa Joe is the biggest sack of shit in any Love movie it. ever. And, Rob, the first thing I have written here is Charlie's mom asks him, hey, when are you going to get out of bed? And he responds, maybe if the there floor is. wasn't so cold. It's been 20 years, you sack of shit. <laughs> 20 uh, years and you have the nerve to talk about the floor being cold while your 10 year old grandson is out throwing papers just to get some cabbage water <laughs> but not just the cabbage water you're going to save a little bit of that so you can have a little nice. smoke yeah. a little chewing tobacco where are you smoking grandpa joe <laughs> indoors <laughs> giving everybody the emphysema <laughs> like what are you doing and 20 years how old okay. do you expect grandpa joe to be let's say he's like 75 I don't even think yeah, he's that so old, like, dude. What the, he looks the youngest out of so the what group. what the hell? Like, how old was this guy when he all of a sudden he's like, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit in this living room on a bed. And just like... <laughs> like, let's just sound shitty real quick, Rob. He says he's 75. He's been in the bed since he's 55. Yeah. You're what? 42, 41, 42? 43. Can you Bless can you. you see yourself in, in 12 years <laughs> never getting out of bed again? That's the dream. <laughs> dude. <laughs> Uh, where's the guy sh okay I don't want to talk oh, about where he's pooping, pooping where is he peeing uh, no well, yeah. okay so I got hold right. on let me make my case I got a, I got I got plenty more here <laughs> so in his song I've got a golden yeah. ticket yeah. <laughs> he sings I've got a golden ticket as he dances around after being bedridden for 20 years nah bro 
you don't have a golden <laughs> ticket. Your grandson has a golden <laughs> ticket. Big bit bags. presumptuous. Yep. Yep. That he didn't contribute to. Okay. Then in the in the invention room, he mentions attending a Turkish bath. <laughs> what are you doing in the Turkish bath, Grandpa Joe? <laughs> Why are you telling a bunch of kids about a Turkish bath? <laughs> in the fizzy lift, so just the whole fizzy lifting room bullshit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Just that whole, that whole like you're supposed to be the person who's leading your ten year old grandson on 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 a better path than this, okay? Then after he yells at Charlie. After Wonka yells at Charlie, he doesn't defend Charlie and mm-hmm. doesn't tell him like, "Hey, what are you doing? It sucks." He does a little bit, but then he tells his ten-year-old ne- uh, grandson, "I'll get even with him if it's the last yeah. thing I do." Mm-hmm. Like, not, oh yeah, Charlie. You know, we probably shouldn't have broken the rules. You know, we need to take you know a- accountability for what we did. No, 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 no. I'm gonna get even with him. <laughs> and my last bit is when Charlie finds out he's getting the factory. Right? Pumped. You know, I can't imagine what this meant to this little boy, especially because he's so down for his family, right? right? Talking about Charlie. Grandpa Joe asks, doesn't say, oh my God, it's so amazing. Thank you, Charlie. Like, he asks, and me? (laughs) Like, I get to come too? (laughs) Not being pumped for his grandkid. He just says, what, uh, me too? And me? There's my case. Not, not, is there, hey, is there any role that I can play in the factory and like earn my wage? No. Not even that. Just, oh my God, Charlie, it's everything you've ever wanted. (laughs) Maybe the and me can come like a couple hours down the road. I don't know. (laughs) Like you have all these rooms. Tyler, do I need to to say anything else? (laughs) No. Do I need to say anything else? No, no. Um, I mean... Who's he competing against? Jenny from Forrest Gump? The, the, Everybody uh, ever. Everybody ever, okay. <laughs> you make a strong case. You make a strong case for, for somebody who generally is viewed sympathetically, right? Most people to be. don't have the to hatred be. for Grandpa Joe that you do. Um, so I think if, you, for, if you're looking at characters who the, the viewing public generally likes and cares for, yeah. It's hard to it's hard to top Grandpa Joe in the in the shittiness. Absolutely, and I didn't even mention there's all the stills now because I didn't mention it because it's not my original thought. There's all the stills now where where the actor had both of his th- the pinky nails are like grown out, oh. like he's doing fucking bumps of coke. Shit. <laughs> so there's the still where he's standing behind Charlie and he's got his hands on his shoulder and you can see how long his pinky oh, nails God. are. <laughs> now I don't think. Grandpa Joe is a crackhead. No, he's a cokehead. But I mean, he he could have been with the Turkish yeah. bath. I don't know. Yeah. It's got his own private. Rob, candy, what do you think? Man. Biggest sack of shit ever. How, like I even just the mechanics of sitting in a bed with like your in laws <laughs> for twenty yeah. years, like and not even like you're staring at their feet. Well, you don't know that you don't know they've all been bedridden oh he may have been like the he first has been. he was the first guy he's like i'm gonna get this king-sized bed right in the middle of the thing i'm gonna just stay here charlie go get me some tobacco and all of a sudden they're like hey that's a great idea we're gonna go over here we're gonna do the same exact shit no it's you know in the modern one the johnny depp one 
they get an actor to play Grandpa Joe who looks like he's about 400 years old. So it is a little bit <laughs> right. more sympathetic. But with this guy, he just looks like a giant douchebag. But like, it is funny that it's like you have the dancing scene immediately afterwards. Showing that this guy is, you know, all yeah. he needed to be was like properly motivated. So I wonder, at w- uh, they just- should interview like the daughter and being like, hey... You know, you're going moving in the factory. Aren't you excited? And she's like, I would have been excited, but I'm still in shock that my father hasn't moved in 20 years. Can kind of get up and do his own shit after I've been cleaning out the bedpans for 20 years. So anyway. Why does he have so much gear, too? Like, as soon as he finds out he's going to the factory, he's got, like, a coat, a hat, a suit, shoes. Like, why you got all this shit, bro? You haven't moved in 20 years. You, you're eating cabbage water. Why don't you sell your hat? <laughs> or your shillelagh that you don't need. But, you know. It's yeah. a lot. That's all I'm saying. He's he's. They had to have realized when they're making the movie, they're not making him sympathetic. Just by the dialogue yeah. they've given him. Mm, maybe so. I mean, I just gave you like three pieces of dialogue that I would hope that my grandparents would never say to me. <laughs> Sign the contract, right. Charlie. We got nothing to lose. They're like, you got nothing to lose. Yeah, You're knocking yeah. on death's door. This kid is 10. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He's the type of dude who would take a credit card out in his fucking grandkid's name, run up the credit, <laughs> and then just be like, eh, sorry. I shouldn't give you a card. Like, that's the type of person that's... Grandpa Joe is. All right. Standout performance. I mean, there's one, right? It's Gene Wilder. There's nobody else. The dude comes in 44 minutes into the movie. He throws 100. He pitches a perfect game. Like, he's amazing. There's no Nobody else even comes close. I was going to say Peter Ostrom as Charlie Bucket. No, because I don't even think he's the best kid. I think Veruca Salt is the best kid. Mm-hmm. Acted kid. Um, it's got to be Gene Wilder. Tyler, Robin, yeah. am I wrong? Yep. There aren't many movies where it's this clear who's who's given the best stuff. Yeah, it's not even – nobody – I don't think that speaks to everybody else being bad right. or anything. I just think it's yeah. him. Mm-hmm. What country does this movie take place in, Tyler? Because you have the diversity of – you have you know a, a, a bunch of different European – you have the, the kid from Germany. You have the kid from the UK. You have two Americans. And then I don't know what Charlie's supposed to be. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it appears American. The movie was filmed in Germany, in Munich – feels very european um yeah. it, the architecture feels yeah. super european yeah. so but i don't know english speaking very english speaking um that's a good i've never thought of where it's supposed to take place i've always thought of course it looked european but uh i never really thought about this okay i don't know and the dick teacher is that <laughs> rob mentioned is super british yeah. teeth and all yeah. <laughs> mr turkentine yeah, the reason, dude, terrible. And he's just terrible to the kids, too. Makes fun of Charlie for having two two chocolate bars. <laughs> you poor fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's not particularly nice. Okay, so the reason I ask, and again, this is always something that's stuck with me and it creeps me out, is Charlie is going past the factory for the first mm-hmm. time. And there's the creepy ass old the knife man. sharpening guy. And as a kid, I didn't know what a tinker was, right? A tinker is somebody who is a metal worker, essentially. Uh, goes to factories, cleans up metal, sharpens. But I didn't know what that was. So I just see this old creepy ass man with a fucking cart full of like <laughs> knives and like axes talking to a 10-year-old in like code 
which obviously he's, he's, you know, he says, I have it written down here up the airy mountain, down the rushing glen. We dare not go a hunting for fear of little men. You see, nobody goes in, nobody comes out, which it's a, it's a famous poem. Mm -hmm. I get that. Except for the nobody go in, nobody goes in, nobody goes out. But like as a kid, I just see this old creepy ass man talking in code with fucking knives. <laughs> as Which would lead me to believe this isn't America. <laughs> because the old, not that there's not creepy ass old men in America. We're probably, you know, per capita number yeah. one. But I guess nobody speaks that eloquently. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking in verse. <laughs> Correct. So that always threw me, even as a kid, like, where is this? Neither one of you can answer. No, you know, they said, um, I, I could swear they said a name of the town um, somewhere along the line well, of where the factory actually was. Um, but I yeah. looked it up. I couldn't find out what it was, but it's it's presumably um, an American factory, again, uh, based on the shit yeah. that I read. So I know Mel, Mel Stewart did say that the reason they filmed in Munich was because they wanted it to feel like a like fairy tale. Yeah. Mm. They didn't want it to be identified as like, oh, that's in you know, Portland, Oregon mm -hmm. or something, you know? They wanted the architecture to feel like, I don't know, like a Disney movie almost. Yeah. It's it gorgeous does. too. When the when the elevator goes it up, is. it's like, it's a beautiful town. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But yep. all looks the same. Well, there's that. All right. So long since have they, they've been talking about rebooting Willy Wonka and- They've recently said that they are doing that and they are going to give his backstory, mm. which I couldn't be more out on. Yeah. The only way I could be in is depending on who casts, who they cast, right? And I'll give it a chance. So I'm going to read you off a list of who has been recently linked to potential casting. So you have Timothy Chalamet, mm. right? You have Tom Holland, who I think everybody's had their fill of Tom Holland recently. Finn Wolfhard. Like, I'm super good without seeing the fucking little dick kid from Stranger Things as one of my favorite characters of all time. Like, I couldn't be more out. Uh, Harry Styles. I don't know if Harry Styles can act. Like, has anybody seen him in anything besides Dunkirk, where he doesn't really have to do anything? Yeah, not in a, not in a big role, no. Okay. Ezra Miller. Pass. Hard pass. Donald Glover. That's the one that I could be in, right? I, I'm interested, but... Uh, again, Donald Glover, some of his shine has fallen off for me um, recently. And then, Tyler, what is her name? Is it Jenna, Jella, Jen, uh, Monet? Janelle Monet. Thank you, yes. Really? So she's also been linked, yeah. As Wonka? Yep. Wow. She. So she... those are the, the bigger names that have been linked. I haven't seen anything that she's been in. I know she was in the, the was like a horror movie recently that was supposed to be really good. She's she's very interesting personality, like in her music as well. Like eccentric, yeah, right? very eccentric. Um, so in that sense, it it makes a lot of sense. But um, yeah, yeah, she's great. Does any of this is any of this interest either None. one of you? And if if you could just say yeah, I, I would say in my own head, this person should be young Willy Wonka. Anybody got any thoughts on that? What do you think, Rob? No, because I think what we would be looking for is like a young Gene Wilder, and we just don't kind of have one. Yeah. Um, but I, the, I don't know. The, the, I have no interest in the backstory of Willy Wonka. Like it really, <laughs> Willy, right. you know, it's the character is the character and, and Gene Wilder did a lot with it, but like the, the movie isn't about him. It's about the kids. So, yeah. Yeah. 
what I what I don't want is whatever they do. Just whoever gets it does an impersonation mm. of Gene Wilder. Yeah. Like that's not what I want. Yeah, won't go well. Because they've said, you know, watching some of the documentaries, they said that he took this role and and turned it into something that wasn't written that way, yeah. and that's why it works. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I don't. I'm not pumped on any of these. Same. Yeah, I. And I want to say I won't watch it, but again, I think it depends on who they would cast. It goes back to Rob Harrison Ford. No, Willy Wonka. as the angriest Willy Wonka imaginable. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus. Uh, oh wow! Richard Dreyfus. Come on, come on. I'm just as asking. the young Willy Wonka. I'm just asking. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right, worst performance. I don't really have anybody that I think gives a terrible performance. Me neither. There's a ton of overacting, which we're going to talk about, but I don't think that there's there's any just stand out like, oh my God, it's terrible. Well, Mr. Turkentine. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but he's, I think he's overacting. I don't think it's a bad sure. performance. I think he's yeah. a dick. But again, he's, I didn't even know his name until you just said it. <laughs> yeah, I my issues kind of lie with him, so I have like zeroed in on him too. So, yeah, no, he's just, you know. All right. All right. No bad performances. Do you think he's a bad performance, though, or you just No, I think it's a bad performance because he's yelling his dialogue, and he's just kind of like, you know, it's what he's supposed to be like a dickish teacher, so I get all that. But it's just, it's his delivery and kind of what he's doing. And it's, I guess it's just him being him. The only other movie I've seen this dude in is a movie from the 80s called Krull. Of course you guys have seen Krull, right? No, but you oh, because it's it a fucking amazing movie. So he's in it as a, uh, I think, an apprentice to a magi- uh, to a wizard, and um, he's the same way in that. Like, take that guy and put him in medieval and that with aliens, and that's what you get. So I don't know, and that's it. That's it. All right, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that guy. That guy. <laughs> All right. Or. Option B, let's throw this one in there too. You know, if you really sit and watch the uh, Candyman scene, um, that (laughs) scene's pretty (laughs) fucked up too because here are these kids running in from school. Like school just lets out. Like at a free-for-all, they run into the place like he's selling cocaine. And then all of a sudden what happens is like, (laughs) oh, here's a bar for you. Here's a bar for you. Here's a bar. The only kid he charges is Charlie, the kid who can't afford anything. So that guy's a dick. (laughs) But there's also a point during the song (laughs) that he just opens the door and like the kids like make a run for like free candy all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like opens up the bar, sure. and it's like, oh, you take this, and like, oh, open up the register, like that's okay. I don't know. It's like that whole scene isn't kind of sitting well with me too. So, I'm, yeah, but that's it's not, not a bad acting situation. He's not giving a no. bad performance. You're just no, but that I, my brain went it, that, there for some reason. That character was supposed to be played by Sammy mm. Davis Jr. Oh, really? And they said you're too fuck, you're too big. Like oh. we can't have you as the Candyman. And then he then made yeah. that song. He recorded that song after the movie, and that was his only number one song of all uh, time. Uh. Babe, I would have been in for Sammy yeah. Davis Jr. having a cameo in Willy yeah. Wonka. <laughs> yeah. All right, the Nicolas Cage Award for overacting. I'm just gonna say it's every kid and every every <laughs> parent, and that's it. I don't really have anybody else. It sums it up nicely. Yeah. yeah, I still give it to Mike. I feel like he's the most <laughs> like Veruca's Veruca's overacting is yeah. it's like it's as it should be. I think you know she's 
like you said, she she's the best performance of the kids, perhaps. Um, yeah. She's incredibly over the top, um, but I, I just give it to Mike. Yeah. Meet this guy. His poor dad, too, right? Mm-hmm. You see his dad for a second when they're interviewing, and he's just like all American, big smile, uh, not to your 12, son, <laughs> when he asks for a fucking gun. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Rob, you got anybody you want to no, I, I No, 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 no. It's a, I had the, the Beauregards. <laughs> Denise Nickerson okay, as, and as Leonard Stone as the overacting, but you know, in okay. particular, that's fair. The scene when she's chewing the gum, and she's like describing which time, the, <laughs> describing oh. like the the meal gum, yeah, yeah. describing as it comes, and he's like, and gravy, baby, and he kind of like gives one of those like slap <laughs> to finger point things. I think he says sour yeah. cream. I don't know. The best is when they're doing that scene. Like, she's not painted yeah. purple. They just have a fucking purple light, like, beaming down on her. So she moves and it, like, changes the color. Because obviously they didn't paint her purple. Did you hear that whole bit? But like, then, the Oompa Loompa? I oh, did. I, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. They, they fucking... The thing that she's in is, like, mm-hmm. metal, right? Mm-hmm. They they built her into a case. But the Oompa Loompas being small people, they couldn't see where they were pushing her. So they were pushing this, like, 11-year-old girl. And she was, like hitting her head on the fucking door jam as they're like rolling her out over and over and over and over Accidentally. again. <laughs> yeah, right? Which, why don't you leave yeah. that in the movie? Ow. Like, I would have loved Ow. to see that. All right, so next category, who did the most of the least? Um, I have Julie Dawn Cole as Veruca Salt because I think she's the most memorable to me after the of all the kids. There's a fucking, there was a band named after Veruca mm-hmm. Salt for a little mm-hmm. bit that had a couple hits. Um, but also the Oompa Loompas because super recognizable, great songs. You don't know any of their names. <laughs> so I think that they could also be a little bit of who did the most of the least. Anyways, Tyler, do you have anybody you want to add to this? Yeah, I'm going with Slugworth. Nice. Great okay. pick. A gr- that's a great pick, dude. Great yeah, pick. he's <clears> – we remember him as much – I mean, there's so many very memorable characters here. There's not a whole lot in, anyway, but he's great. And the few lines that he gives um, – just his presence alone, like you said, Anthony, it's it's just seared into your memory. So I'm going Slugworth. Did anybody else the first time he fucking talked think his voice was dubbed? Because I thought even as a kid, there's no way that fucking guy sounds like that. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. I just didn't. I didn't think of it. I thought he sounded like creepier. <laughs> What do you think, Bob? Uh, I the the only the person I gave the add? most to the least was uh, David Batley. It's Mr. Turkentine. because again, I'm <laughs> on this guy. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. All out, I think Slugworth is the the pick of the category. You're absolutely right. What a yeah, what a great yeah. ride in Tyler. We're going we're going with Slugworth. That's a great one. All right, so then we go into does this still hold up? So it's aspects of the movie that maybe 50 years later aren't great. Diversity, zero di- diversity in this movie. Yeah. Maybe having Sammy Davis helped. Jr. in this movie wouldn't have been a fucking <laughs> bad idea. Um, obviously, they make it now. It's a diverse cast of kids. Um, I don't even think when they did the remake, it was diverse. Yeah, yeah so. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it was. So that's a big, you know, I, you know, when I watch when I when I show this to my daughter at some point, we're gonna have to have a little bit of a conversation about it. Because of that reason, not everybody's represented. Um, 
and but one of the things that also like threw me off is people actually getting their news from newspapers. <laughs> like they're finding out about people getting the tickets or that the tickets are fake from mm-hmm. newspapers. Amazing. Like now that shit is on Twitter in two seconds. True. Tyler, you love newspapers, I got to imagine. I do. That's my jam. <laughs> is it weird when people, when newspapers are still like so prominent in movies? Nope. I get the newspaper every single day delivered to my home. So it's like <laughs> second nature. You know, I re- when I was a All kid, right. I delivered newspapers. Of course they did. <clears throat> but mm-hmm. these guys did, did not get, like I had to come from, from school. I had to do my homework. I had to get like the papers and then I had to get it. Like these people were getting their papers till like six, seven o'clock at night. But you know, still yeah. got my two dollars every week. Got to just lose my money. But what, like they were just waiting till six or seven yeah, at night yeah. to get news. Yeah, that was it. Well, those are afternoon oh. dailies. You know, it's, those went by the wayside oh. before the morning dailies. No. My bad. Yes. But that's late. Six, okay. seven. Late. Usually, I remember someone in our neighborhood would get them, and they'd be like three, four o'clock. Yeah. Six, seven. That's kind of late. Yeah. Rob just said he didn't give a fuck. I mean, it was eleven. So what am I going to do? I know. Tyler, do you have anything you want to add to this does not hold up? Or does this still hold up? I do not. Nothing to add this one. Okay. Yeah. That holds up Bobby. great. <laughs> All right. So then we have this still holds up. So these are things that are still, they work today. They worked 50 years ago. You can make the movie. They still work today. Gene mm-hmm. Wilder. And Slugworth being one of the creepiest <laughs> characters of all time. <laughs> That's literally all I have written down. Bingo, bingo. Now, the, else, you know, like the the only thing that really dates this in my humble, you know, besides the things already mentioned, like there's a little bit of clothing and haircut, like it's a little bit of like the Star Wars isms, mm-hmm. sure. Um, but other than that, but it's not crazy, no, not bad, at all, right? It's not like anybody has a big perm or it's not crazy no. bad. There's nothing that you're looking at it because again, they they do go out of the way to kind of have this in a, another kind of like landish. It wasn't like you know high profile American yeah. New York City. But um, yeah, no, I, you know, I, even when the kids were watching it, it didn't seem to, all the themes are very universal. So the, I think the movie holds up very well. Yeah. Okay. All right. Best musical number. So let's go over the songs, the most prominent songs in this movie. You tell me what you think is the best one. You okay yeah. over there, Bobby? You just hold on. Right. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> you just look like you're getting no, ready to pass no. out. All right, so you have the Candyman. You have maybe the fucking most bummer of a song ever, Cheer Up yeah. Charlie. I've Got a Golden Ticket, Pure Imagination, Oompa Loompa Sweets, which is one of three Oompa Loompa songs. So this is after fucking uh, Augustus goes into the, uh, the the Chocolate River. The Wonkatania, which is the creepy-ass boat song. Uh, Oompa Loompa Gum, which is the Violet song. I Want It Now, which is... Obviously, Veruca Salt, uh, Oompa Loompa Brat, which is the Mike. Golden Goose one, oh, yeah. and Oompa Loompa TV, mm. which is the Mike TV version. So you have four Oompa Loompa songs. I apologize, not three. Tyler, does one of those stick out in your mind, or do you have one that you think is the best? Because this this really is a musical movie. Yeah. Right? I mean, I think you would consider this a musical. My hot take is I never really liked the Oompa Loompas. What? And it's because of the song. Okay. It's because of the song. I think that's weird. So it's not them. It's just that they are not on scene or they are not on screen very rarely without those songs playing. And it's just such an earworm. They just grates on my nerves. So whenever they come on, 
I just don't like it. I don't like. I don't like when they're on screen because of the song. So I'm not choosing one of those four. Tyler does not um, like the songs. In I love the pure movie. imagination. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Montcatania song. By the way, you should have said Tyler does not like oh. listening to you. Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's Oompa Loompa. Oh, Loompa Loompa do. Like, Tyler does like, not like listening to you. What? I'm sorry, Tyler. Go ahead. You're a songwriter in your spare time. Yeah. Um. No, I think I love. I want it now. That one, mm-hmm. I li- I've always liked that scene a great deal. But I think it's the Wonka Tanya one. That's my favorite mm-hmm. bit. Okay. The manic mm-hmm. losing <laughs> his mind shit. Okay. I, it, it's pure imagination. I think that's the, you know, that's the, the song of the movie. Um, yeah. But I, I kind of like the Hoopa Loopa songs um, because mm-hmm. they're kind of like, they're, they're like, you know, honest to like a, a mean kind of way. So I don't know. I always enjoy them. And it's like, what? All of a sudden, there's just like, oh, look, a kid was just murdered. Now these kids are going to come out and start like <laughs> singing a song about it. So I don't know. I'm. It's pure imagination, of course, but you know, I am partial to the Oompa Loompa songs. The only thing about the Oompa Loompa song, right, is there are four versions, but nobody can tell you most of the lyrics except for Oompa Loompa Doopity Doo. Yeah. We've got a blood to blood a boo. Right, don't exactly. be a dick when they give you chocolate. I don't know. I think he says, what do you get when your no. child is terribly fat or something like that, which they're do talking about. Like, they're not the most. Yeah. 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 They, yeah. But I'm with you. Like, everybody knows the Oompa Loompa doopity do. Yeah. It's pure imagination. Mm. But low key, it the boat, the Wonkatania one yeah. is also great. But I think it's got to be pure imagination. All right. Would this movie be better if Gary Oldman was in it? And if so, who would he play? No. no. You don't want it to be Mr. Turkentine? I, I mean, <laughs> no, I think it's cast amazing. Uh, but there's like Slugworth is kind of an interesting thought for Gary Oldman to play. Again, Gary Oldman, it's difficult because when he plays someone like Slugworth, you think he's going to fucking yeah. murder you. <laughs> Like, I don't think Slugworth is going to murder you. I think he's going to watch me undress. <laughs> so I get a different vibe of him uh, yes. than I do what Gary Oldman is in, say, The Professional, yeah. right? Yeah. Gary Oldman, I think, in The Professional is going to kill me, murder me, shoot me in the head, do something. Slugworth just seems like he's, you know, Pee Wee Herman in a movie theater. Like, Ew. he just seems creepy mm. to me. You know, they're selling... <laughs> so, like, there's a... Sl- uh, Wait, I don't know where this is there. going. There's a Slugworth okay. chocolate bar in the chocolate store. Yeah. But what's interesting is... Yeah. At the end of the movie, like, this dude isn't Slugworth. This is, like, Jacob Wilkinson. I don't... Like, I forget what the... He's got a... It is Wilkinson, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Wilkinson. Wilkinson. It doesn't mean that he's not... not actual they're Slugworth? They're not using him as the person that could be Slugworth. Yeah, that they're not... They could, it's the long con, right? They could be saying, Yeah, this is the guy who runs right. Slugworth Chocolate. And Slugworth is just kind of like they're obviously, a division of Willy Wonka. Or could just be, again, an anonymous. It's this is yeah. pre internet. Like, how do you know what the fucking chocolate sure. maker looks like? So he could just be using the, the anonymity. That's a good word. Saying, I, anonymity. That's anonymity. A lot of syllables. Yeah, I just, right. yeah. thank you. Uh, he could just be using that at Wonka, you know, doing the long con saying, yeah, that's what this guy looks like. And he works for me. And keep in mind the first question I asked you, what are his motives? All right. Most memorable line. Didn't really think there was a ton of lines in this movie. It's a lot. 
And then I just thought about it as I watched it this time, and there are. You should never, never doubt what nobody is sure about, which I think is a great mm-hmm. line from, I think they're all from Willy Wonka, every one of these. The suspense is terrible. I hope it lasts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. Uh, if the good Lord intended us to walk, he wouldn't have invented roller skates. <laughs> You should open your mouth a little wider when you speak, <laughs> which is a great line he says to Mike TV when Mike is just going on one of his fucking tangents. Uh, <laughs> stop, don't, come back. Which again is a great line he says to Mike as Mike is acting crazy and Wonka just nonchalantly, stop, wait, come back. Like, <laughs> um, and then, so you get nothing, you lose. Good day, sir. Hmm. All Wonka lines. Yep. Tyler, do you have any you want to add? I like the one he says toward the very end uh, when Wall- oh, I'm sorry when Charlie gives back the everlasting gobstopper and he pulls a line from Shakespeare it's so shines a good deed in a weary world I like that one it's a great line all right got some good lines yeah, yeah. Rob um it's you know, snozberries talks uh, t- it tastes like snozberries like I like that's mm-hmm. always the line that it comes to my head um but like you lose sir good day sir. I like I use that on a daily yeah. basis. usually when i'm suspending a kid but there's also um wait do you really have you really said that no i'd say it to kids all the time i think it's funny you lose i mean i did i did good taste i did post it on social media after trump lost yeah oh nice so that made me happy anyways Mm -hmm. um sorry the mrs tv line right that we talked about already the uh, i assume there's an accident uh indemnity clause and never between friends Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, so there. So I'm assuming one of the one of the um, documentaries or behind the scenes things that you watched, Rob. I watched mm-hmm. as well. Um, so I, apparently, when they had filmed the movie, they didn't have a, a a line at the end of the movie. So as they were filming it, they're at that last scene and they don't know how to end it. And the screenwriter is already left on vacation, and he calls. Mel Stewart calls the screenwriter and says, I got to have something. You got to give me something right now that I can tell Gene Wilder to say to end the movie. <laughs> and on like a goof, he said, don't forget what happened to the man who suddenly got everything he wanted. He lived happily ever after. Yeah. Huh. And he said it as like a goof. Like it's, oh, we just live after, ha- happily ever after. Mm. And Mel Stewart said, I love it. It's it's amazing. Give it to Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder delivers it. And apparently said it's like one of his favorite lines he's ever given in any movie nice. ever. And it's kind of a throwaway line to me. I don't. I've never really thought about it much. Yeah. But again, it kind of fits. I guess where Wonka is at the end of the movie. Because <laughs> you don't think of him as the warm and fuzzy guy, right, through the whole movie, and right, then he right. delivers that line. Yep. He's he's genuinely happy for Charlie yeah. at the end of the movie. Yeah, a little too happy when they're in the <laughs> elevator, and then he's like. <laughs> excited for the elevator to like i pushed them all but like i haven't pushed that one there's like a there is a like a level of like creepy and weird in that one very you know johnny yeah. depp uh willy wonka but yeah yeah i i don't think again i don't feel i don't he doesn't come off as creepy to me mm-hmm. but he also comes off as like oh yeah we could die yeah like, i don't know <laughs> there's just a level of of recklessness mm-hmm. or of, of just to me he it comes off as he's okay like he, it's all wonder it's all he's okay with like whatever happens as long as he gets to like kind of be surprised or experience it. All right, worst accident. Worst accident. So I got four here. Put into the boiler. 
because that's what's going to happen to Augustus. Exploding from juice. <laughs> that's going to happen to Violet. <laughs> Burned in the furnace, which is going to happen to to Veruca. Or taffy pulling machine, so potentially split oh. in half. <laughs> Tyler, what would be the worst? I think falling into the boiler. I'm sorry, into the you know, the getting burned. You fall. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, there's two yeah, different burnings. There's the put into the boiler, <laughs> and then there's burned by the furnace. The Thanks. furnace, you know, it's the falling, the terror of falling and plunging to your death potentially, and then certainly after you get burned alive. So, yeah. I think that one's it. I think um, the taffy pulling machine. I imagine that kind of being drawn and quartered. A little Braveheart, you know. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Are we allowed uh, to talk about that movie anymore? That's too bad. We can. I can. I can say the name. Right. You can. Um, but I'm gonna go with Veruca's fate that she met. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Potentially. She'll be. They furious. only light it every other day, so she has a fifty-fifty chance of it not happening. <laughs> right. Rob, I think Gloop got it the worst because, like. A, he almost drowns. B, he gets stuck in the pipe. So, like, he was dealing with that there for a little while. And then C, he gets the boiler? He gets the boiler. Jesus. Like, for, like, just a kid who wants to eat. Like, that was his biggest fault. (laughs) Like, he was hungry. So, none of you think it's, neither of you think it's burnt, or it's it's exploding from juice? Like, the excruciating... It's juice. You're fucking stretching to the point where you (laughs) explode. (laughs) We hate that's her enough that she deserves thir- it. That's not a, that's not yeah. a minute. That, that's not going to happen in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> she needs to be juiced. Just saying, man. That sounds like the that's worst. That's not hair and that's then, juice. Ew. And then what happened? Like, okay, the boiler might be off, so Augustus might be fine. Burned in the furnace for, for Veruca. It might not even be on. She's fine. Exploding from juice. She's got to be juiced. <laughs> <laughs> and then pulling pulling the, the, the taffy pulling machine. Like, he's still got to be stretched. Ew. Like, they have consequences. The other two might not have any consequences. <laughs> I'm just saying. Same. All right, Samwise Gamgee Award for Biggest Wet Blanket. Uh, Grandpa Joe. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> no, but Gra- Grandpa he, Joe he, he, was, like, he, down for a good time. Down for a good time, but he's also down to steal everything from yeah, you. Yeah, well, there's that. <laughs> Rob, you know what you can't be? Down for a good time when you've been sitting in bed for 20 years. <laughs> That's true. Chewing tobacco. Tyler. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is he is he smoking? I think or is he's he chewing? chewing. Is he dipping? I think he's a dipper. He also makes the comment about ask Charlie like, "Hey, do you want to know how a gun works?" <laughs> and like, if you are in the UK, you shouldn't know how a gun mm-hmm. works necessarily because you shouldn't have guns, mm-hmm. Grandpa Joe. Come on, True. you sack of shit. Tyler, biggest wet blanket. I'm going with all the kids. That's They're true. there to have this time of their life. And they're falling into the damn chocolate river, contaminating everything. Yeah. They're they're doing all this shit. They're just it's supposed to be the time of your life, the best day you can imagine, and Is they're it? making it not that. Is it supposed to be? Yes. All right. In their minds, absolutely. That's true. Bobby? I, the Oompa Loompas are like the quintessential wet blankets. <laughs> they're the ones that are just like oh look you die you almost die because you're fat or like oh you're such a bitch and that's why you're like you're burning in hell so it's like the oompa loompas are like the ones that are just kind of like damn oh, it man. come on like you know rub right. salt in the wound i mean they're they're just doing a job man they got these fucking white privilege pieces of shit like fucking up their job all the time <laughs> uh but then they gotta sing a song about it <clears throat> yeah fuck around Fuck around and get a song sang. And that's the thing. They're not even in the room anymore. So, like, who are you singing the song to? 
Like the parent is gone, I mean, the kid got, is gone. They they're like they they uh, they I don't can't imagine they have a lot of entertainment there. They got <laughs> they probably sing songs and entertain themselves. Uh. <laughs> All right, movie real estate best place to live. Yeah. There's only two places in the whole movie. There's <laughs> Charlie's Shack, which you got four old people who've been bedridden for 20 years. I can't imagine that's a, that's a, the hot that spot. That smell nice. And uh yeah, and the smell is terrible and Wonka's factory. It's Wonka's factory, yeah. right? It's got to be. Yeah. 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 Okay. What do you wish there was more of? Tyler, anything? I got nothing. Yeah, nothing. I feel like he gives you the right amount of everything. I, I thought initially maybe more Gene Wilder doing you know Willy Wonka things, but yeah. there's a lot of that, and it's great. So, All right, Rob? Yeah, good, content. I don't think there's, there's a need for anything. Okay. So I have on here, it's, it's, it's do you have an answer? So this is one of the newer categories that, has been on the pod for a, a couple couple episodes. A um, couple different things. So, Tyler or Rob, do you have an answer to this? What is a wang doodle or a snoz wanger? Rob? Uh, a wang <laughs> so doodle when, when, um, dates back to early 13th century. <laughs> um, they needed a cleaner way to um, <laughs> pick fuzz out of their belly buttons so yeah i have no idea what the hell it is because <laughs> wonka mentions that that this the, they both of these things were essentially making the oompa loompa's life's hard ah uh, <laughs> exactly <laughs> the belly button of an oompa loompa is a rocky and dangerous <laughs> place okay <laughs> should this movie be rated g no no now piggybacking off of should this movie be rated G is this the best G rated movie of all time <laughs> so let me give you I know you're like well, I don't know what the fuck the G rated movies are so let me hit you with a couple of the, the heavy hitters here okay guys Singing in Go. the Rain great movie Wizard of Oz Toy Story yes. Gone with the Wind oh god Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, My Fair Lady. Yeah. Is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory the best G-rated movie of all time, Tyler? Um, it's up there. I, and you know, I'm not shy about saying, giving these bold declarative statements, but I can't say sure. that it is right now. Okay. Um, but it's up there. Did you just say, as I was reading through there, Wizard of Oz, pass? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's it's a good movie, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. I'm done with it? I've seen it 40 times. Do you okay. understand that movie's almost 100 years old? It's getting there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like within the next decade, it'll be 100. And that movie's a fucking masterpiece, dude, for, for what they accomplished in like 39. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. the moon okay. landing. Yeah, <laughs> but they bring Rob, back a couple is of rocks. Willy Wonka is Willy Wonka the best movie, best G-rated movie? No, no, it's lovely, but it's not the best G-rated movie of all time. I mean, you. The, all right, so what's what's better out of that group I just read to you? I would give it to Beauty and the Beast. I'd give it to Lion King. I'd give it to Toy Story. Okay. There's your, your three Disney movies. I mean, arguably, Toy Story 1 is not even the best of that that series, but that's fine. <laughs> Debatable. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm with you. 
I, I don't I can't definitively say it's the best. Mm. It's my favorite. Yeah. It would be between that and Wizard of Oz for mm. me. Singing in the Rain is amazing, but it's not Wizard of Oz or or, or this. Gone with the Wind I mean. is a G rated movie. Yeah, that movie Jesus. sucks. It's forever. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to go into, like, if we were going to make this a PG-13 movie, um, A, you know, what would we do to the kids even <laughs> further? And then B, no, you can't. would PG-13, you get one fuck in it? And, like, where does that show up? <laughs> Which kid gets to say and that? No, Veruca Wonka falling down. <laughs> yeah, or one of the Oompa Loompas get to say yeah. it. <laughs> it's in an Oompa Loompa song, probably. Yeah. That's an interesting thought. <laughs> All right, Tyler. So the best, and I only have one person in this, and it's Gene Wilder. Is this Gene Wilder's best movie? So It's not. It's do you not. want me to read off a few, or you just definitively say it's not? It's not. You can read off a few for the listeners at home. So Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles, Silver Streak, Stir Crazy, See No Evil, Hear No Evil. I mean, those are the heavy hitters of the group. Plus the producers. The producers, but that's not, for me, it's not like near and dear to me. I've That's never right. been a massive fan of that movie, but yeah, it's for me. It's Young Frankenstein, which is my favorite comedy ever. Um, his performance in this is next level. It's flawless, but it's I think it's even more so in Young Frankenstein. Maybe I don't know, but but the question being the best movie that he's been in, and to me, it's Young Frankenstein. Okay. Yep. Bobby, I agree with Tyler one million percent. It's going to be Young Frankenstein is the best movie that he's been in. This is a great movie, and this is an iconic movie for him. And if you're thinking of Gene Wilder, like, yes, it certainly is this, but I I do myself go to Young Frankenstein before this one. I can't disagree, right? Young Young Frankenstein is my favorite comedy of all time. I think that he is better in this for the because he's in it such a small sample size. Everybody in Young Frankenstein, Madeline Kahn, Peter Boyle, uh, what's his name? Yeah, Feldman. They're all amazing. Cloris Leachman, mm. Terry Gar, everybody's the fucking dude, the inspector. They're all amazing. <laughs> amazing. So, um, but for me, it, it's this, but as a movie, it's Young Frankenstein, yeah. I think. But I enjoy this movie more. I don't know if I enjoy it more. It's just more special, mm. more near and dear to me. I remember mm. Tyler, like junior year, freshman year, was it freshman, sophomore year of high school, so, you and I watching Young Frankenstein. Oh yeah, like at your house all the time. Yeah, all the time. Which I don't know that any other sixteen-year-olds are watching <laughs> Young Frankenstein. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I have a few more questions. Two that are normally on the pod, but I want to jump back to what I asked <laughs> at the beginning. What are, what are Wonka's real motives? What are his motivation? What is his motivation of the movie? So let me, <clears throat> let me lay out a couple things for you guys. Okay. So there is the fan theory that they're killing kids and putting them in the chocolate. Okay, I don't subscribe to that. It's not happening. What I do think is his motivation is to get Charlie that ticket. And I think specifically he wants Charlie to get the factory. This is why. Okay. Slugworth is at every location. Not only is he at every location, he is in the scene. Yeah. Like in Veruca, he's carrying the fucking box of chocolate to Veruca, to the people to open it. He is interviewing Mike TV. 
he is washing one of the Beauregard's cars at the at the at the car dealership. He is serving Augustus Gloop food. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he just happens to be there, which you can't just happen to be there. He is an intricate part. He is making sure those kids get those mm-hmm. tickets. Mm-hmm. Okay. When Charlie gets his ticket, <clears throat> he goes in, and you think, well, how could Slugworth have anything to do with that? He gets money. He gives money to the guy, the candy man. The candy man kind of just gives him like, uh, whatever, like gives him something, right? Scrumdillyumptious bar. Then he has more money to get something else. And the guy says, well, I just, you know, I, I can't keep him out now. I don't have to hide him anymore yeah. because people are going crazy. And he doesn't randomly grab something. He has one that's placed differently than all the rest. All the rest are stacked. He has one that's facing just straight. Mm-hmm. Why does he grab that one and give it to Charlie? Every room in the factory, the factory's how big? Massive, right? Mm-hmm. Massive. Every room they go to has something to do with each one of those kids and knows that it's going to trigger them. They yeah. go to the chocolate room. He loses. Augustus loses his shit, right? They go to the invention room that's making gum. Right. Yeah. They go to the golden goose room. They know that's going to trigger Veruca. They go to the T. They go to a fucking TV room. <laughs> Why, out of all the rooms in this factory, do they only go to those? On the boat, <laughs> there are no empty seats. But the f- the tour started with two additional people. Oh. Why does the boat not have any more seats? Mm-hmm. On the Wonka car, I forget what they call Wonka Wonka mobile. There's only four seats. Mm. There's only four people left, plus Wonka. Yeah. At the end, he tells Charlie, I'm sorry I had to put you through all of this. Yeah. So my theory is he knew what kids he wanted. Mm-hmm. He wanted to teach the kids a lesson, and he wanted to give the ticket to Charlie. Now, whether he had Slugworth like investigating kids, finding kids, whatever, he knew who was going to get what, and he had Slugworth bring them the chocolate they could open to get the tickets. That's Tyler, creepy as fuck. Yeah, Rob? Yeah, I I agree with that. The The only um, um, amendment I would put to that is um, why he had picked the rotten kids um, yes. specifically for kind of like this whole experience. And I yeah. think it is a mixture of... Um, the qualities that he's looking for in Charlie. So when Charlie is making the decisions of the factory, as he gets older, he's following the lessons that were learned from gluttony, from greed, from uh, envy. You know, we, we kind of play all the games there. So, you know, I think I, I subscribe to that 100%. Okay. Tyler down with it too. Yeah. I think that's, I try, you know, I've said this before, I try not to analyze the movies while I'm watching them. Sure. Um, I just like to be in the moment. And so this isn't a theory that I've considered much at all, but I think that it's, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Again, it could all be bullshit. It's just something I've observed from watching this movie a million times. Yeah. It makes yeah. sense to me. Yeah. It might make sense to me because I want it to make sense. Ends. I don't know. I think I laid out a pretty solid yeah, case. Yes, I love the case. You did. All right. But he's not—he's not killing kids and putting them in. Chocolate. Oh, he's definitely doing that. 
<laughs> I mean, it'd be more likely he was killing the older Oompa Loompas who couldn't work anymore. <laughs> Same, man. And how do the Oompa Loompas multiply? <laughs> like gremlins? Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah. I didn't see any ladies. No. Well, how do the Smurfs multiply, Rob? Yeah, also, well, you, you got Smurf heads working overtime. I, I, I know. I was hoping you wouldn't oh. go there. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> man. Uh... Fuck. All right. Well, actually, if you remember, Whoa. Smurfette was an anomaly. Do you remember, like, how much of the Smurfs did you watch? <laughs> I didn't. I don't. I watched a lot, but I don't. I don't. I, re- didn't retain enough. I to... think if I remember it right, Smurfette Jesus was Christ. made by Gargamel in order to distract the Smurfs. If I remember it right. Dude, but, that's yeah. some real like biblical shit. Yeah, like that was like it was like, <laughs> like some a sort lot of, of undertones of like Christianity or yeah. <laughs> Catholicism <laughs> or something. All right, Tyler, whose movie is it? There's only one option. I mean, I I agree, but there's the Oompa Loompas are so ingrained in this movie to the point where like a lot of still marketing, a lot of merchandising. Halloween costumes still have Oompa Loompas. I don't yeah. disagree. It's 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 Gene Wilder, but I'm just saying. It's not as that's clear a, cut as I thought. That's a very good point. Um the book is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, so you could say it's Charlie's movie potentially, but uh I'm just going with Gene Wilder and Wonka. Do you know why they changed it from G, uh from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? I read about this a long time ago. I don't remember why. You can't sell a lot of Charlie of chocolate bars if you don't have Willy Wonka in the name of the movie. There you go. You, they're not Charlie. They're not Charlie chocolate bars. <laughs> yeah. So Smart. yeah, that's why they named it. Yeah, makes sense. Rob. It's Gene Wilder's movie, a hundred percent. You can't okay. like the best you could do is like it's it's uh, Peter Ostrom's Ostrom's movie. Ostrom. But yeah. considering, I think it was the only movie he was in. Uh, but no, it's Gene Wilder's movie. Yeah, it was the only movie, and he's like a veterinarian yep. now. Oh, cool. Thanks. I think the only one that went on to have an actual pretty successful career was Veruca Salt. Hmm. Oh, really? And she's a pretty popular voice actress, like a voiceover <laughs> actor. All right. Um, two more questions. Tyler, is Willy Wonka the most iconic movie character of all time? Wow. I mean, oh. He's up there. <laughs> there goes like the dog. Fucking like dog. Yanks. Dogs jumping all over the place. Down um, Jorge. Wait, which? What's their dog's name? No, this is this is Ollie. Okay, Ollie. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, most iconic movie character of all time. Mm-hmm. That's the question, right? That's the question. <laughs> no, no, um, no. I wouldn't even... make the bracket. If we he make makes a the bracket, bracket for okay. sure, he's in the bracket. If what what seed is he in the bracket? So is it a sixty-four character? Yep. Turk? Uh, Let's do. It. He's a top four seed. He's a top four seed. Okay. Yeah. He's he's, he's a heavy hitter. He's carrying. Oh, yeah, he he yeah. might be carrying a a quarter of the bracket. He win a couple rounds for sure. Okay. All right. Bobby. No. He's not one of the most iconic ever. Wow. Like I. We got to play. I mean, is he top twenty? Do this. Let's do okay. this. Name me, and don't take a ton of time. Ten movie characters more iconic. Uh, and they I, they can't all be Star Wars. I would. Well. You lead with Darth Vader. You have to lead with Darth Vader. Of course. Yeah. 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 Um. 
So you could do Darth Vader, you could do Han Solo, do, Luke Skywalker, right. Princess Leia. Sure. That's four. Indiana Jones. There's five. Harry Potter. Batman. Uh, you're you like Batman. your big well, major Bat- franchise. Batman's a kind. Of, that's what I'm saying. Like you might be like John McClane, but yeah. even like somebody like John McClane would be after. I think Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. I think he's got to be in the discussion, like top ten. He be in, he could be in the discussion. I I, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not comfortable with just announcing he's going to be in the top 10, but he very well might be in there. I'm feeling closer to top 20. He's not bigger than Indiana Jones. No. He's not bigger than Indiana no. Jones. He's not bigger than Darth Vader. He's not bigger than Harris, uh, Han Solo. He's not bigger than Luke mm. Skywalker. Uh, he might not even be bigger than somebody like Yoda. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But you get into like Harry Potter. He might be bigger than Harry Potter. Uh, but again, depending on I the year, not right so. now. Yeah. All right. I'm just yeah. saying, food for thought. Food for thought. That's this a fun... is still this is still a franchise that they still sell a ton of IP. Like the IP still sells. <laughs> That'd be a fun uh, a fun project. Fun bracket. Don't think it's not coming, buddy. Don't think the draft nice. for that's not coming at some Let's point. Go. Let's go. Because he can't be. You can't shoehorn him into like action star or something like that. Like that that draft is coming. There's a number mm-hmm. of drafts that are coming, but iconic characters. Yeah. I just have to work out the you know how we're going to define mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So, all right, Tyler. Ninety percent critics, eighty-seven percent audience. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Underrated, overrated, properly rated. I think it's properly rated and properly revered. Um, I don't know anyone who doesn't think fondly of this movie and the right. numbers that you just rattle off suggest that everybody really likes it. So Fair. properly rated. Bobby? Yeah, it's properly rated. It's one of those movies that you rarely find someone who has not seen it, at least is aware of it. Um, yeah. But as Tyler said, everyone always kind of speaks very fondly of it. No one's ever like, oh, that movie's ridiculous. Like the, everyone <laughs> certainly has an opinion, um, but nobody yeah. is super angry about it. So no, I think it's it's appropriately rated. Yeah, I would say that too. I think it's appropriately rated. Um, personally, I think it's probably a bit underrated, but I think that's just me because it's so highly rated for mm-hmm. me. I do wonder, like Tyler, you you showed your your son. Was he like aware of the movie? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't think or he the knew character he... at all. I don't believe so. I think what will really tell us how how popular this movie is is when whatever they're going to come out with comes out. Yeah. And how well that does, and and if it if it hits, if it hits a mark with children, mm-hmm. I think will be important. But they've you know they've done skits of this on Rick and Morty, mm-hmm. on like Family Guy. This has been a, a show or a movie that has hit a lot of the pop culture, really popular cultured shows. Mm-hmm. They've they've you know done things from this movie. All right, gentlemen. Anybody else got anything? Rob, I know you. You always have something you want to say. <laughs> <laughs> I am good. You know, I the the funny like I got a fun fact about this movie. Um, yeah. I got a, a a good friend of mine um, married this dude Mike, um, who was Mike like nope, it was Mike TV. Mike is like West Point grad, like rugby player, like mm-hmm. badass, like three, four tours, 
Like, just, just like, mm. you know, just like a, a guy, like a man's man. Like a man. <laughs> Like and I asked him once, um, like, hey, what's your favorite movie? And he, like, blurted it out. Like, it was nothing. He's like, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I was like, no, really? He was like, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> so it was it was one of those moments that blew my mind. It's just like, holy cow, like, this fucking guy? Like, mm-hmm. I'm expecting, like, some sort of, like, Patton or, like, Platoon, <laughs> like, something like that. And like, <laughs> nope. So I don't know. It's it's this, mo- this movie kind of, like... It's a funny movie. It, it 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 rarely like pops into my head um when kind of like discussing movies and kind of greatnesses of movies and I think a lot more people than you realize hold this movie in high regard. So it's kind of like yeah. my final thought on it. I think this movie probably like it like I've said multiple times on this pod, it had it's left an imprint on me from when I was a child. Yeah. And I think it still holds up. I think a lot of the movies that we feel that way about, we watch as we get older, and it doesn't. They don't. They don't hit the same notes, or they're mm-hmm. they're just not as good, or they don't hold up as well. This does. And I'm not saying this movie is E.T. right, but E.T. is another one that I feel that way. And E.T. you can watch now, and it still holds up incredibly mm-hmm. well. But I would say that this is similar to that. Yep. E.T. is a far superior movie, but it's not a better movie to me. Yeah. But there's movies that I feel that way, you know, that I watched as a child and they've stuck with me. Jurassic Park is another one. So I get that. Tyler, you good? I'm good. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I'm glad we could we could jump on and do this and start start the pod again with, with one of my favorites and 50, 50 year anniversary. Nice. So that's important. Glad so, to be back. Yeah. yeah. Excited. All right, guys. Well, uh, we'll, we'll definitely do it again next week. Nice. All right. All righty. All right, everyone, that is our Willy Wonka discussion. Uh, Super excited to be back. I hope everybody enjoyed that. We're going to try to do these weekly like we were before. Appreciate everybody, uh, you know, sticking with us and and being here after the hiatus. Really appreciate you. Like I said, we're just all really excited to be back. Uh, Thanks to Rob and Tyler for being on. Thanks to all of you for listening. I I just, I I can't tell you enough how much it means to us. Give us a follow on Instagram at The Morning Geekdom, Facebook and Twitter at Morning Geekdom. You always shoot us an email, themorninggeekdom at gmail.com. We'll do it again next week. Shout out to Gary Oldman. <laughs> <laughs>